Guru Sahib is telling us that the way to get to um, this state of Saj, the way to get to Anand, the way to get to this point B is to integrate Guru Shabd into every part of your life. Like it's so easy at the end of the day, for me especially, to just, you know, I'm tired, I, I went through school, I had three or four club meetings or, you know, whatever we're going through. And I'll just think, you know, I'll do an extra five minutes of Simran tomorrow. It's just not something that I can, you know, I can have on my plate right now. It's, it's you know, I always have tomorrow. I always have tomorrow. But we don't. Welcome back to another episode of the Rahab Podcast. This is the second episode in our Gurbani Vichar series, and today we are going to start off the year by translating a Shabd together. Um, as we go through the Shabd, I'll try to pick out the big points and concepts that I think Guru Sahib is trying to get across to us. Um, I'll define some words that maybe we don't see as often in Gurbani. And I'm going to try my best to explain what I believe um, or my take on what I think Guru Sab is asking us or encouraging us to do through this Bani. I myself am still a student and am not an expert in any way, shape or form. So please forgive me for any mistakes that I make. The Shabd we are going to be going through today was revealed to us by our First Guru, Guru Nanak Sahib Ji. This Shabd was written in Rag Surat. The Guru Granth Sahib has 31 Rags, and each Rag is supposed to elicit a feeling in the listener. Rag Surat encourages or inspires um, such a strong belief in the listener or such a strong will to do something in the listener that that person wants to have that experience over and over and over again. Um, so that's that feeling that Rag Surat is supposed to have on the person who is listening um, to the Shabd. And I think that throughout the Shabd, you will see Guru Sab uh, talk about dedication, talk about a will, um, talk about surrendering yourself. So you're going to see messages of Rag Surat, I think, throughout the Shabd, which I think is really special because once you kind of dissect these meanings and you can piece it with the way you're feeling when you hear the tune of the Shabd, it's really kind of, it's kind of a beautiful thing. The first line of this Shabd is Man hali kirsani karni saram parni thankhir. So I'll just go through the basic translations of each line and then we'll go into the bigger concept. So Man hali kirsani, so hali is a farmer. So Guru Sahib is asking, um, Guru Sahib is asking us, Man hali, make your mind the farmer. Kirsani karni, kirsani is to do the farming. Do the farming of good deeds. Saram parni, so your saram, your modesty, make the manner in which you do your karni, make it honorable, make that the parni, thankit, and then make your than the field. So Guru Sahib is kind of giving us an image. We're imagining our mind as the farmer, 
the things that we are doing is the farm, the our you know um, the manner in which we do them is modesty, and our body in itself is the field in which we are doing everything in. So Guru Sahib starts us off with kind of this picture, this image, um, this metaphor of farming, and I really love it when Guru Sahib uses these metaphors in Barney because I think it really helps us as you know reading this in the 21st century imagine. Um, what life was like back then. You know, it's easy for me to imagine Guru Sahib sitting on the edge of a field and watching farmers do their work, or Guru Sahib was a farmer himself, so I can imagine Guru Sahib um, working in the fields and having this Bani um, revealed to him by a Kaapurak. And I think that, you know, it's sometimes very hard to understand these large and you know complex concepts that we see in Gurbani but when Guru Sahib gives it to us in these metaphors allows us to create a picture in our head and it's always helpful so I really love to see I really love to read I really enjoy reading um, metaphors in Gurbani because I think not only does it give us kind of historical perspective but also it helps out with the translation as well so the next line it continues with this farming metaphor. Nam bij santok suhaga rak garibive. So bij are seeds. So when you're saying nam bij, you're saying let the let nam uh, be seeds, be the seeds that you plant. Santok suhaga. Suhaga is to like plow or till the soil, and santok is contentment. So let nam be the seeds, be um the be let santok or contentment be the plow and rak garibibe is once you do those things maintain this humility and garib is poor so to say you're garibi it means you are the humblest of the humble and guru Saab continues with this farming metaphor on this last line when he says karam karja masi se kar so karam doing these deeds with faith kar jamasi jamasi is to is to sprout um, if you do these actions, if you plant these seeds, if you till the soil, if you water your plants with all these virtues that Guru Sahib is talking about, then well, the little translation is to see the house of the bugged flourish. And when you say kar or house, it's really referring to the mind and the body of the Gursik. So you're going to see the mind and the body of the Gursik flourish. Right off the bat in this farming metaphor, Guru Sahib is giving us an image, giving us an image of farming, but also giving us an image of a Gursik who is absolutely immersing everything they do in the message of Akalpurk. And I think it's very easy for us to look back on this and think, well, this isn't really relevant to us because this is farming. This is about farming. And, you know, like, or not maybe literally, but we could say, well, this is not easy for me to relate to this metaphor because this is about farming. And, you know, we don't farm anymore. It's not something we do. It's not like a practical thing. But I think this can apply to any occupation, whether you're in school, whether you have a job, it, it, it applies to everything. It's not really about this specific occupation it's about that every single thing you are doing every decision you make everything you say to someone else everything you advise someone else in 
is immersed in the gorn of akalpurakh and that's what guru saab is saying here when he's asking us to make our mind the farmer and our good deeds the farm that our dealings on this earth should be um centered in guru's naam and centered in akalpurakh and while it's um easy for us to look back and be and say that this is inapplicable it actually i would say it very much is this message transcends time you're going to see throughout the shabad um kind of a continuation of that message of immersing the gorn of akalpurik in our actions constantly so in the second pada guru saab continues this same message but um shifts the metaphor in this pada guru saab uses the metaphor of trading and dealing and buying and being like a consumer i guess what we would call it now guru saab starts off this by saying baba maya saath na hoy so guru saab is addressing us baba maya saath na hoy this maya this wealth that you perceive is not going to go with you when you leave this world in maya jagmohya virla puje koi so this maya in maya jagmohya jag is the world and mohya is to entice or capture the attention guru saab is saying that this maya is so powerful it makes a person so weak that it's 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 enticed the whole world the whole world is under the spell of maya virla puje koi virla is rare there are only a few rare gurusikhs who understand the state of the world that we're living in and can look at it from an outside perspective and han and that's the rahal line rahal means to pause so keep that line in mind as we go through the shabad you're going to see that message repeated throughout the shabad as well and then the next line says han hat kar arja sach naam karwat so han hat is referring to our life that it is slowly slowly decreasing that it is slowly slowly becoming less and less and less um sach naam karwat so since our life is becoming such uh, less and less and less and guru saab using this metaphor um uses our life as a shop as the uh, items in a in a shop decrease our life is also decreasing such naam karvat so because our life is decreasing make this what merchandise make that of of truth of such of naam then this this next line continues with that metaphor surat soch kar pand sal tis vich tis no rak so surat is understanding soch is reflection kar pand sal pand sal is like a i think here they have warehouse but it's like anywhere you store something um tis vich tis no rak and um um place your surat and your soch in a place um where there is no and then this pada finishes off by saying vanjariya syo vanjkar le laha manhas so vanjariya are these traders and these buyers these people who are consuming and buying and um vanjariya syo vanjkar so make those traders and buyers that you deal with make those people and it could be applying to things as well make those actions those of na vanjariya syo vanjkar le laha manha so to laha to take a laha of something is to enjoy something to like its fullest or to hear it says to take profit of but um cuz i think it goes along more with the metaphor but both could be saying um le laha manha so um rejoice in that this fact that you are dealing that all of your dealings are with the vanijaria of of akalpurak so again this is continuing with a metaphor we see in the first pada everything we are doing 
everyone we encounter, um, the things we consume, and the way in which we care for people and things, like all of the above, they should be about Gokburk. And this is very easy for me to say, I know, but it's these small things. It's thinking about our mind as the Hali, as the farmer. It's thinking about the wealth in which we collect and thinking about it as in like, well, you know, like in in the in the long run, where is this going to go? Just small thoughts like that is what Guru Sahib is encouraging us to do, is encouraging us to think about um, the things that kind of make up our everyday life, make up the hustle and bustle of our everyday life. Make those thoughts about Akal, but this, this, um, this line says, Surat soch kar pandasal. Your surat, your soch, whatever your mind is contemplating, put that in a storehouse of Nam. Make those thoughts and that soch to good use. And I think that this is particularly resonates within me. I know that, like, the hardest thing to do at the end of the day is to just stop thinking about something or to, you know, uh, to, to calm your mind or quiet your mind for a second. So having this Guru Sahib encourage Surat Soch Gad Pandasal, it makes me think about, like, what am I thinking about on a day-to-day basis? How many of those thoughts are centered in um, Guru Nabakalparik? Or where, what am I thinking about that maybe I could spend less time thinking about, or maybe I can redirect to doing Simran, or, um, you know, uh, maybe taking out the time to do Vichad more often, you know? So I think that this is also an important aspect that Guru Sahib is saying, and it's like a tangible kind of thing to do when Guru Sahib says, make your life and your actions and everything, immerse that in the Gurn of Akalpurk. So in this next pada, Guru Sahib continues the use of metaphors. Um, Guru Sahib first writes, Sun sast so dagri sap kore lechal. So sun is to listen. So Guru Sahib is asking us or telling us, Sun sast, sast in this context is referring to Gurbani. Um, so Guru Sahib is telling us, Sun sast, listen to this Gurbani. So dagri. So dagri is business. So Guru Sahib is kind of referring to that buying and dealing and trading metaphor that we saw in the Pada before. Guru Sahib is telling us, listen to this Gurbani and have those that work that you do in your life, have the actions that you um, do in your life. Make sure those reflect what's written in Gurbani. Use your sauce, use Gurbani as a guide to conduct your business, which would be our like day-to-day life. Um, and then not only should we use that to as a guide to our day-to-day actions, but sat kore le chal. So sat is truth and kore are horses. So kind of going along the line of this metaphor, when you have this merchandise, when you have your business, you kind of put it on a horse or and you send it away, you transport it to something else. And Guru Sahib is using this metaphor of these kore that are very true, that saying that, you know, we put our business together and we move on with our life in a in a place of sat, in a place of truth. So listen to Gurbani and conduct ourselves with truth, conduct ourselves um, with these morals and values that are expressed in Gurbani. And in the next line, Guru Sahib is still continuing this metaphor, Kharach ban chengiya mat kal. So Kharach is um, virtues and ban is to like, is to put together or to bind together. Um, so chingyaya is referring to the karch. So these good virtues, um, put them together, pack them together. Matamana kal. So 
not I guess pack them together. That's the literal translation, but it's it's saying acquire these good virtues, acquire them, and matman janekal. Matman, so Guru Sahib is saying, and this is kind of bringing in this sense of urgency that we see at a point in a lot of Shabds. Guru Sahib is saying, don't think you're going to do this tomorrow. Don't think this was something I'll do in the next two weeks. Don't think, oh, you know, I'll think about these virtues when I get older. I mean, I don't have time for that right now. Guru Sahib is saying, do this now. Acquire these virtues now. Read Gurbani so you can learn about these virtues now. And I think it's this is especially applicable to our lives because like it's so easy at the end of the day for me especially to just you know I'm tired I went through school I had three or four club meetings or you know whatever we're going through and I'll just think you know I'll do an extra five minutes of Simran tomorrow it's just not something that I can you know I can have on my plate right now it's it's you know I always have tomorrow I always have tomorrow but we don't you know that's that's another thing that we have to be very very conscious of we don't know if we have tomorrow just like in our first Buddha we were talking about how this Maya does not stay with us you know it's it's going it does not stay with us as we leave this world we never at the same time, we never know when we're going to leave this world. So Guru Sahib is bringing in this sense of urgency in this Baba and telling us, look, search for these virtues now. Make these virtues your goal because you don't know if you have tomorrow. Then Guru Sahib is wrapping up this Baba with the last line, ke desh jai ta mahal. So when you, when you do leave this world and you get to this court of Nirinkar, um, you will feel this, this, this sukh, this peace. So Guru Sahib is making the message very, very clear in this Bada. And it's a message that has been displayed throughout the whole Shabd. But Guru Sahib is saying, if you make your sodagri, if you make your business and your actions in life, um, if you make those adherent to the morals and values taught in Gurbani, if you acquire these virtues and you do it now and you make it a priority, then you will be able to enjoy yourself in Guru's Sharan. And then this last Bada, Guru Sahib, wraps everything up and kind of gives us our last action items things that have been been um told to us throughout the shop but this time they're telling us explicitly it's what do we need to do after reading the shop what am i going to do differently today what am i going to do differently tomorrow um what am i going to change about my lifestyle just things that we should be implementing after we read the shop because that's the most important part of doing vichar it's the application um portion of of, of reading Guru Marni, which sometimes we often forget. But Guru Sahib says in this last Pada, Lai Chit Kar Chakri Man Naam Kar Ka. So, Lai Chit, um, put your mind, focus your mind on Chakri, on service, on service of Guru Sahib, service of a Kaapurik. And what I mean by service is making those actions of your life center around a Kaapurik. It's been said a thousand times throughout the Shabd, but it's really the point that Guru Sahib is trying to push, I, I believe. And then, man naam karkam. Do, do these actions, do these actions and surrender as Guru Sahib, as it is planned in Guru Sahib's hukam. Then Guru says, ban badia karta abni taako aketan. So ban, or ban is to, is to, to tie or to, to, to tie together. Badia are are like evils, which are referring to the Panjva God here, God Davani. Don't let those force you to run or to wander. And then Takuaketan, the person who can do this, who can restrain and tie themselves away from the Panjva God, Takuaketan. Those people are, are blessed or Gursik. And I think Guru Sahib has not said 
the words specifically talking about Panjvakad yet throughout this Shabd, but it's what Guru Sahib has been implying this entire time. And I think it's it's very easy for like us to read about Panjvakad and read about the teachings of Guru Sahib that tell us to you know, restrain from the bunch of God and be like, well, that's not possible. Because I know that's what I used to think when I was younger. Like, I am a human. There's no way I can get rid of, you know, emotions that are so, so prevalent in day to day, like anger and greed. Like, that's just not, it's just not possible, you know? And I kind of grew up with that complex. Like, there's no way. And one of my teachers, I believe, when I went to Gurdara, um, kind of told me this metaphor that helped me understand what Guru Sahib means when they tell us to restrain ourselves from Panjvikar. The That teacher told me to um, think about Panjvikar as five horses. And you're sitting on the carriage and you're holding the reins of these five horses. Now, each of those horses represent a Vikar. And if you were to have a successful ride from point A to point B, that's only going to happen if those horses are in your control, if those reins are in your hands. You know, you're not going to get from point A to point B if those horses are not under your control and they're going five different directions and they're the ones controlling you, then you're not going to get to the place you want to. You're not going to get from that point B. You're going to end up at a point C, D, or E or something like that, you know? So I think that kind of helped me understand that Guru Sahib is not asking us to eradicate these, to, you know, reach into ourselves and take out these vikar. No, Guru Sahib is saying that these should be in your control. They're saying that we, these panjvikars can go up and down below us, but we are above. We are on a state of sahaj. We know what our goal is and we know where we're trying to get. We're trying to get to Guru Sharan and so therefore, we can maybe these gre- these feelings of anger and these feelings of greed can come up, and people around us can feel angry and greedy and have have you know have acquired Maya. But to us, it is nothing because we know where we're going. We know how to get to, from point A. We know how to get to our to our point B, and we have those horses under control. And this whole shabd is Guru Sab telling us how to control these horses, and that is to immerse everything we do, immerse all of our actions in the Gunavakalpurk and to immerse ourselves in Barni, to immerse ourselves in Seva and to immerse ourselves in the morals and values that Barni teaches. And then finally Guru Sahib ends the Shabad Nanak if you were to do all these things that is said throughout the entire Shabad, if you were to make your life in the path of a Kaaparak, then Guru Sahib, Chade Chavagganwan, he will be blessed profusely, blessed over and over again, which is what we're all striving for. That's that's our point B, to be able to receive Guru's Kirpa, to live in Guru Sharan. So really, the big, big, big takeaways of this Shabbat, and I've already said it a thousand times, so this shouldn't be a surprise. But Guru Sahib is telling us that the way to get to um, this state of Saj, the way to get to Anand, the way to get to this point B, is to integrate Guru Shabd into every part of your life. Um, and I already talked about some tangible ways we can do this, but there's so many ways and I can just name a few but maybe before you make like a huge decision or something that you're you're really divided about 
what maybe what are the pros and cons take hukam you know read a shabd even if it's not you know word for word applicable to your situation those messages that guru sahib is telling you in gurbani are always going to be applicable in some way shape or form to our in our life it's always going to be a source of comfort and it's always going to be a source of direction so that's one way to implement um guru shabd into your life but also other things like if you have the opportunity to be with sangat maybe on a weekend or after school or after work when you really just want to be at home but you have the opportunity to go to gurdwara and listen to kirtan and even just be in sangat take those opportunities because again we don't know when this is going to be our last day we don't know when this is going to be maybe um our last time to immerse ourselves in guru sabs in guru sabs shabd so always 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 take those opportunities listen to kirtan listen to katha do more vichar these are all ways that we can incorporate um we can incorporate guru shabd into our day to day life and as we go into this new year i'm going to keep this shabd particularly in mind because guru sahib is basically giving me a play by play of what my day to day should look like what my what my life should look like um what i should be thinking about who i should be around what i should be doing so as we all kind of write our new year's resolutions and begin our new year for the year of 2024 let's start fresh let's remind ourselves to make our relationship with guru sahib a, a top priority um we can start off in small ways and hopefully with guru's kripa that love will allow it to grow into big ways thank you all so much for joining me i really enjoyed starting off this year with you all um again i am still a student and i am still learning so please forgive me for any mistakes i made in this vichar um to keep up with our other episodes and more how content please follow us on instagram and at that 16s and at how podcast and catch us on spotify and apple podcasts thank you again for joining us and please stay in jardikala वाइट रुचि का खासा वाइट रुचि की फतेह